Welcome to Being Green, I'm Glynis Crook. The popularity of e-cigarettes continues to grow in South Africa, with estimates suggesting that close to half a million people are now vaping and that more than 50% of them are in the 16 to 34 age group. Some of the reasons for this increase include their low cost, relative healthiness in comparison to conventional cigarettes, and ability to support different flavours. As the industry grows, the South African Bureau of Standards says it has started drafting regulations and guidelines for e-cigarettes and vaping products. Now, you're probably asking what this has to do with the environment. Well, environmental groups in Australia have been calling for urgent clarity and government regulation to respond to an increase in hazardous waste from e-cigarettes. To find out if the issue is on the radar here in South Africa, I'm joined now by Keith Anderson, CEO of E-Waste Association of South Africa, or EWASA. Keith, thanks for joining me again on Being Green. Cleanup Australia has described this sharp increase in the number of people vaping as a new and serious environmental issue. Is it one? Morning, uh, Glennis. Yeah, it's a very topical point right now, and, and given the worldwide explosion in the use of these devices. So, yes, there is a challenge for us, like anybody else, when new products come onto the market, is how best to, to deal with them. And the challenge with uh, vaping devices specifically is, yes, they can be recycled, but they come at a cost because the, the cost of recycling is higher than the value of the fractions that you could achieve once you've gone through the process, firstly. Secondly, they come in many shapes and sizes and many values. So you get some of the, the better manufacturers who have put together a device with a removable lithium battery and a balance of devices made up principally of plastics and aluminium. But if the vapor or any uh, redundant vapor is left in that process, if you don't separate that, then you cross-contaminate. And then it does become hazardous and becomes a further challenge because that then could contaminate other waste streams that the recycler is busy dealing with. So we need to make sure that we follow a proper decontamination process. I believe that there's even a possibility because some of them apparently don't have removable batteries. There's even a possibility of explosion. There is, and you know, and and that's that's unique to to lithium batteries worldwide. So there've been a number of of lithium battery fires, both at recycling plants, both at people's homes, and and so forth. And once again, it, it you know it's the methodology used in the manufacture of a particular product. Some products are, are safe to use because they've been manufactured to a set norm and standard. And I think for us, that's the key. There needs to be norms and standards so everybody plays to the same le- level playing field. Then we can lessen the potential hazards and challenges going forward from an environmental aspect. So, Keith, it's pretty impossible nowadays to go out without seeing someone vaping. What should people do with their vapors or whatever they're called? They should definitely take it to a responsible, either where they bought it from, because in terms of extended produce responsibility, any uh, producer, distributor, brand owner that puts product onto the market has to take ownership and responsibility right through the life cycle of that product. So, ideally, if, uh, it's, if it's the most convenient, take it back to where you purchased 
and give it to them, and they should then ensure that they being the distributor or the seller, ensure that it goes back to a accredited recycler who can handle it responsibly. And, and that is where, once again, society can help by starting the process and where we as an industry association can help with educating, make people aware to do this because of the, of the contamination challenges we face. So very briefly, Keith, so would that include the e-waste or any of the recycling units here within the city of Cape Town, for example? Yeah, look, very definitely. And as we discussed earlier, so, the, you know, you get vaping devices and you get vaping devices. So, uh, you know, and unfortunately, because once again, from an economic perspective, many, many people default to the lowest cost factor. So they buy a vaping device, which is, uh, is a singular unit. It's difficult to, to separate the, the various components and that can lead to high levels of con- contamination and recycling costs forward, whereas the more responsible manufacturers, you can separate the, the battery, it's easy to separate the, the, the aluminium, it's easy to separate the plastics, which most can then be recycled responsibly and reused and put back into industry as secondary raw materials. Well, it's good to know at least that something can be done if people pay attention. Thanks there to Keith Anderson, CEO of Iwasa. That's it for this week. From Eagle and Crook, take care and goodbye.